You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. God bless you, whoever was sneezing. You're welcome. God bless all of you. I did that a few weeks ago. I only blessed the one person, but you're all blessed. Um, The fifth and sixth graders, you can now be dismissed. We forgot about you for just a moment, but now we remembered you. So remember us. While you guys are having fun, I think there's a globe involved. It sounds awesome. Have a great time. My name is Douglas Kirsten. I work here at the church in the Nexus Student Ministry, and uh, it's my privilege and uh, feel really excited to be up here this morning to bring our series through Hebrews called Home Stretch. We are today in the Home Stretch, the final chapter. We've been doing this all summer. How many of you have, have enjoyed going through this text all summer? If you don't raise your hand, then you can leave. I'm just kidding. It's all right if you didn't enjoy it. But I, thought, I think it's been really awesome as a church to go through this text front to back to see all the different things that the writer is addressing and how it all connects and how it all points to Jesus. Uh, to me, I've found it to be really uh, challenging and really inspiring to me to grow even stronger in my faith, and I hope you found it to be the same for you as well. So here in the last chapter, um, if you're listening by podcast, uh, welcome, and please enjoy your picnic wherever you're at. I'm sure you're doing something awesome and probably on a boat, um, but we wish you were here with us. Um, do some uh, fun, like, tubing for us, wherever you are. But here, we are here. This is for you, because you're here. Let's talk to you guys. Today, the writer, well, when he wrote it, but today we're going to talk about it. In chapter 13, it's the parting words of the letter. A lot of the letters throughout Scripture in the New Testament have these parting words, this last few paragraphs, where they address kind of like a few key things. They might go back and reference something, but they talk about the parting words. And when I think about parting words... And as Pastor Donnie and I were planning and preparing out this message, we both were brought to the moment of just thinking about dads. Dads and parents, because the parting words that I remember the most are the ones right before I'm leaving the house, and my dad is on the couch, and he has his, uh, you know, plethora of disclaimers to make sure that I'm safe. Uh, Have any of you ever seen the movie Inside Out? It was a recent Disney Pixar thing, animated. Well, the, the, I'm not going to give away the whole movie, but the basic idea of it is that it takes place in a little girl's mind, and you see the primary emotions um, in these different characters that are at her control center. There's joy, disgust, anger, sadness, and fear. And after the movie, I was talking with some friends, like, what, uh, what emotion is at your control center? Some said sadness, like, I'm prone to be sad, or some said anger. Um, mine is definitely fear. I, in every situation, I think of worst-case scenario and how I can try and prepare for it. And I am totally my dad in that, re- in that regard. Because he is totally controlled by fear. Um, I got to say this in the first service without you here. I felt a little bit more free to poke some fun. But now you're here. So, sorry, but not sorry. It was good, because now I'm afraid of everything. Whenever I'm leaving the house, he would always say like, Hey, hey, uh, don't hit a deer. Yeah, given. No, hey dad, I'll, I'll be back later. I'm going to go hit a deer. Uh, and all those icy patches, I'm going to make sure I drive right onto them. Like, it, it, it was always like, be careful of this. Or like, when you go to the movie, well, make sure, you know, you guys aren't like leaving too much of a mess behind. Yeah, I, I know, Dad. Like, thanks for the warning. I appreciate it. But like, fear, always at his control sensor. And I am totally going to be just like that with my kids. I do it every morning whenever I'm uh, telling my wife goodbye in the morning. I leave before she does. And every single day, I say, hey, make sure you really drive carefully. Like, I don't think there's a day that she wakes up, she's like, I'm going to drive erratically today. I'm going to go wild. No speed limit for me. Seatbelt, who cares? I'm going to drive with my door open. No. 
She knows that, but I'm always just afraid. If I don't hear from her, I'm like, oh, I haven't heard from her in like a half an hour. Is she like drowning somewhere? Is she okay? But so we always have these parting words, and it's often, uh, it takes place in sports too. There's like the, the seventh inning stretch in baseball. I'd assume there is a huddle taking place. Fourth quarter for football, third period for hockey. Sports often have this huddle moment where the coach just really levels with the team. He's like, all right, we're probably going to lose. But let's go down in a blaze of glory and do our best. Or like, hey, you guys have been doing good. Watch out for this. They've got this key player they're going to throw in. Or we've suffered this injury for our quarterback. We really got to pull it together on the defensive end. So they've got these parting words, these last little, let's get back to the nitty-gritty, the nuts and bolts, the basics, and these truths. Um, and really when thinking about that, it's, it's overall big picture stuff, but it's also important foundational, the, the small stuff that sometimes we tend to overlook when thinking big picture. Um, and the question to ask is, why parting wor- what parting words must we remember as we run the daily race of faith? I'm sure there's a lot of things you can think about that for you personally are crucial and basic and foundational for your faith. But today we're going to look at what the writer of Hebrews found to be these little reminders that, all right, we've talked about Jesus being the best. We've talked about the new covenant. We've talked about all this great stuff. We've talked about a lot. So over the whole summer, how can we recap this? Throughout these 13 chapters that I've written to you and I've spoken to you, what are the basics of faith? So you can now turn, if you haven't already, to Hebrews chapter 13 in your Bible, in your YouVersion Bible app, or if you have the Riverside Community Church app, you can turn there and follow along with the live event. Now, we're going to be using some terminology today together that is, uh, the words were chosen very intentionally. The, the word pairing is mindfully continue. And mindfully continue is uh, to remember, it's a, like a reminder to remember things, but it, it also packs with it the punch of uh, intention and diligence, and ongoing, and continuing, and consciousness. So it's not, we're not going to remember these basics, and we're not going to be able to run this home stretch and this race of faith if we don't do it intentionally and mindfully. So those are the words we'll be using a lot today. Um, So starting in verse 1 of chapter 13, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Now that alone to some of us might feel jarring, because maybe we have a difficult time loving our brothers and sisters. So loving other people as a brother and sister might look a little bit different from what he's talking about. It might not mean throwing them under the bus and poking fun at them and trying to do everything you can to make them angry um, or stealing their stuff. So maybe for you, if you have trouble loving people as your brother and sister, maybe just love them as if it's like someone you actually like in your life. I love my brothers. I have a difficult time treating them lovingly sometimes. So this is a good reminder for me. So keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison and those who are mistreated as if you yourselves were suffering. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. And so he hit a lot of things there prisoners, people that are mistreated, love others, um, honor marriage, and really to sum that all up, mindfully continue in relationship basics. And that means loving people. And I'm sure we can all think of at least one person that is just, if they seem impossible to love, like this person, they always do this one thing that really annoys me, or this person has so much sin in their life that I just, I can't even love them. I need God's help to even show them grace and any kind of love or affection 
It's hard. It's easy on paper to say like, oh, go and love the world. Love everybody. Even people who are not Christians will say that that's, you know, it's common sense. Just love other people. It gets difficult. There are moments, and the only way to love those that are unlovable is through Jesus. So mindfully continue in the relationship basics as Jesus would teach us through Scripture and as Jesus models through Scripture. And honor the things that God has created for family and for marriage. Honor those. Revere those. Hold up your end of the bargain to keep marriage pure and keep marriage honored. And I I can't help but think that in our country today, in Western culture, that the idea of marriage, the way that God created it, is under attack from a lot of different angles. And so we as Christians need to be diligent and mindful and keep our marriages on track and seek accountability, love our spouses. Jesus modeled all of this. It's easy to see through Scripture how a husband should love his wife and sacrifice for her and how a wife should love her husband and serve him and they serve each other and they sacrifice for each other. So mindfully continue in relationship basics. In verse 5, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Man, that is so much easier said than done to be content. Because God has said, never will I leave you Never will I forsake you. Mindfully continue in financial basics. Scripture is riddled with instruction on what to do and really what not to do with money. Jesus says you cannot serve both God and money. It's one or the other. If you're over here serving your own needs, hoarding your money for yourself, or spending it uh, frivolously and not responsibly, you're not honoring God. You're not serving God. But if you want to serve God with everything, this stuff will fall into place. When you seek him first, the financial stuff will fall into place. Live a simple life. We're not called to buy everything here. The ads will tell you to do that. The stores will tell you to do that. Your neighbors will make you feel like you need to do that because you've got to keep up with their car or their new TV or their new clothes. Live a simple life. With your things, there's this idea of being loosely, loosely gripping your possessions, loosely gripping your money, Loosely gripping your material things, because if you grip it too tightly, you start to lose focus. You become so focused on these things that you're holding and that you own and that you're hanging on your walls or setting up in your living room. If you hold them too tightly, you're losing sight of God. You're losing sight of what it means to be living a simple life. So loosely grip them. It's okay to have a good TV. It's cool. It's fine. It's okay to have a nice car. God bless you with the finances to get there, but when you loosely grip it, that gives you the opportunity that when your neighbor's car breaks down, you can let them borrow it if, if they need to. And you're not holding it so tightly. Oh, gosh, they better not, they better not get a dent in my 2007 Saturn Ion. <laughs> Don't worry. The exterior of my car is dent-proof. That's why I bought it. I drive a Saturn Ion, 2007. Loosely grip your things. Live a simple life. Focus on the big picture. Be kingdom-minded. Just don't get too attached to your things. Verse 7, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And the writer of Hebrews comes back to the topic of leaders in verse 17. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Do this so that their work will be a joy and not a burden, for that would be of no benefit to you. Pray for us. We are sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. So the thought there is to mindfully continue in church basics. Ask yourself right now, are you a functioning, productive church member? 
maybe this isn't your home church and you're here visiting, of your church, wherever you would call home, are you a functioning and productive church member? Are you just consuming on a Sunday morning, just taking it all in and selfishly keeping it all for yourself? Or are you giving back? Are you serving? Are you helping to grow this church? Not for numbers sake, not for Riverside's sake, but for the kingdom's sake. I think it's very easy to fall into a pattern of sitting on a Sunday morning, sitting in a chair, taking up space, and your finger, your muscle in your pointer finger goes really strong at pointing out all the flaws. I don't like what this guy said. I don't like the, the shorts that guy was wearing. I don't like that we're doing this with our church money. I, I, don't, I don't like that song. I don't like those lights. We start doing all this, and we point at people, and we, we cut people down, but what are you doing to help make it better? A productive church member doesn't mean just finding the flaws. Yes, no church is perfect. It's led by broken people. All of us are just as sinful as you are. We're all the same. We're all broken. We all need Jesus. But a productive church member means you find those things and you get in, you get in it. You get nitty gritty. You get your hands dirty. You, you bleed a little bit. You sweat a little bit and you help make things better. That's what a productive church member means. It means serving, finding your gifts because we all have a gift. God has blessed you all with an individual gift. If all it is is saying hi to people, be a greeter on Sunday mornings. If your gift is sanding, you go sand. And you sand, you sand, and you keep sanding. Because we need people to sand. And some of you can't sand, as we learned earlier. And that's okay. Maybe your gift is not sanding. Maybe your gift is in children's ministry. But you know what would be a shame? Is if you have a gift and you sign up for something and you sign up for children's ministry, and you don't show up that day, well, guess what? Poopy diapers. No kid is going to have their poopy diaper changed because you didn't show up. They're going to be poopy and soiled all morning. Don't sign up for something, and then don't follow through with it. That's also not being a productive church member. If you don't know your gifting, there are gifting assessments you can take that rank you on a number scale. Well, hospitality, mercy gift, manual labor, you can find your spiritual gifting and contribute it to the church and to the community. It doesn't have to be this church. If you have a home church elsewhere, again, be productive. Be a part of it. Mindfully continue in church basics. Don't just be a consumer. Now, jumping ahead to verse 15, the first two words are key for everything we've been talking about. It says, through Jesus. None of this is possible if we're trying to do it on our own. All of these basics even people who don't subscribe to Christianity or say that they follow Jesus, they can say, oh, I can manage my money. It's just numbers. I can move it around in a bank account. Oh, I can love people. It's fine. Just be nice. Just be a, a nice, cool person. But it's really through Jesus. That's the only way any of this can truly be accomplished. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name and do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. And a key word there is sacrifice. Doing these things is not always easy. It is not always pleasurable. It is not always desirable. It is not always preferred. There's sacrifice involved. But it's clear there that God is honored and he is pleased whenever we make those sacrifices to do these things, to love people, to be responsible stewards of our finances and our resources to be a functioning, productive church member. It's only through Jesus that we can make that happen. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name. There's a, a Christianese, churchy type saying that says, to preach the gospel at all times and when necessary, use words. Well, here's your wake-up call. It's going to be necessary to use your words. 
Our actions are what lead the way, but at some point, you're going to need to use your words to share your testimony, to say what Jesus means to you, to talk about how your life was changed. Nobody can refute that. Nobody can discount your testimony because it's yours. You experienced it. So the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And when it says, do not forget to do good, the thing that I love about that is we're not doing good to earn anything. We're not doing good things and picking up trash and holding doors for people and helping people unload their groceries into their car and all those little do-gooder things. We're not doing those to earn anything because that's not how it works. We have already earned and gained the world through Jesus. We gain entry into the kingdom through Jesus. Us doing good things is a response to that. God did good first. He loved us first. He sacrificed first. So we do good things because we're so thankful It's an act of response. You're not getting anything. No no matter how many doors you hold, that doesn't get you into the kingdom. Jesus already did that for you. So mindfully continue in worship basics. Because when God is pleased through those sacrifices of praise, it's worship. When we're responsible with our finances, it's worship. When we love other people, it's worship. It's not just about songs. It's not about lyrics. It's not about guitars and drums and music. That That is worship music, but worship is a lifestyle. It's a mentality. It's a mindset, a perspective. It's a mindful, continue type thing. Every aspect of your life, there, as a Christian, there is not a moment of your life where you are off stage. You can choose certain people to be in your circle of accountability. You can lightning rod crash on them a little bit, and you know they'll still love you at the end of it, but we're always on especially those of you who have boldly chosen to put a K-Love or a Jesus Fish sticker on your car, you are really on. The turn signal's there for a reason. Use it. You're turning people away from the kingdom by not. They're like, oh, that, that hypocrite. I'm not going to follow church rules. That guy can't even use his turn signal. Come on, man. Well, that K-Love sticker cut me off. Now I'm not going to church or listening to that radio station. So if you're a bad driver, just don't label your car as a Christian car. That's the easiest way to get around it. The only hands that should be raised whenever you're driving is if you're listening to worship music and you're worshiping. Yeah, I said it. Keep your eyes open though. Don't, you know, while you're driving, it's not good. Mindfully continue in the worship basics and that's with your verbal communication, with your actions. It's your whole life, everything. Mindful, continue. Intentionality, diligence, full consciousness and awareness. This doesn't happen on accident. A life of worship and praise doesn't happen on accident. You have to be thinking about it. You have to be trying to do it. But you're not trying on your own because the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the one that's available to us to persevere through the difficult times, to love the unlovable, to faithfully give financially to God even when the bills and the numbers don't add up. The Holy Spirit helps that happen. So to summarize, it's very easy. Mindfully continue in the basics. Mindfully continue in the basics. Don't quit or forget. We're tempted sometimes. Where in in your life are you tempted to quit and forget? Where are you tempted to get lazy and become kind of sedentary and still? to the point where you're, you're forgetting about these basics. And something that's important to know is that we don't graduate beyond the basics. We don't need to graduate beyond the cross. 
that is sometimes looked at as the basic, as the elementary truth, which it is. It's foundational. It's Jesus, the cornerstone. But graduating beyond that, you can talk and discuss about predestination or not predestination, about who's elect and who's in and all that stuff, and that's fine. It's good to, to talk about that and have conversations. But if you're getting so far away from the cross that you're talking about all of these sub-doctrine and secondary things, you're missing it. You're beyond the basics. We can grow from the basics. In math, multiplication is an advancement based on addition. You can't multiply unless you still have the basic foundational truth of addition. Wait, I said that wrong. Multiply and add. You know what I'm trying to say. The basics are what build up to the bigger truths. And it's fine. You can debate about a ton of things in Scripture. There's a whole bunch of ideas that people are divided on, and that's fine. But do not stray far from the cross. Keep your eyes on the cross because that is where the foundational truth is found. It's Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected and us given new life and salvation and forgiveness. That is it. If you walk out of here learning anything else, as long as it's in addition to that, it's fine. But if, some, if you're ever going to a church and they're skipping that, ooh, find a new one. Yeah, get out of there. Whoever said that, it's true. Mindfully continuing the basics. Jesus, in one of his last huddle moments, with his disciples, he took a moment and he shared some of his parting words. And he had something very specific he wanted them to remember and to mindfully continue in doing. And that was remembering his sacrifice. When he had communion with them and he broke bread and he poured out the wine, that moment was telling them, hey, guys, this thing's about to happen. Never, ever forget this. Don't quit on me. You need to remember this moment because this This is your jumping off point. This is what makes everything else possible is this. It's the cross. It's me, sacrifice for you. And that truly is the message that the world needs to hear. So if we're going beyond that, if we're sitting in coffee shops having all these conversations about predestination or about all these other doctrines and all these other ideas, and somebody who's never heard the name of Jesus is hearing us argue and bicker about things that are kind of distracting from the cross. It's not the message they need to hear. They don't need to hear us fighting and bickering about things. The world needs to hear us all united in the cross, in Jesus Christ. So as we turn to a moment of prayer, we're going to be heading to the tables for communion. The ushers will be distributing the elements um, as uh, as we sing another song of worship. So I'm going to pray. Worship, we'll have the the elements distributed, and then I'll return uh, up front and we'll take the elements together. Um, If you are not a member of this church, you are still welcome to participate in communion. Uh, There's no paper you need to sign, no waiver. Uh, It's just you saying that you understand what the cross means and that you love Jesus and that he's your Lord and Savior. So as it's being passed, um, please participate uh, if if you fall into that category. Um, But let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that through you and through you only, can we hold tightly to these basics? Only through you can we be loving. Can we be responsible? Can we be functioning, productive members of a church body? Because Jesus, you taught us how. You lived it. You modeled it. And I pray that as we model these basics to this world, that they would see you. That as we love people, that as we worship you with every moment of our lives, that we would be mindful that we are always in a position to be sharing the gospel with other people, with the way that we live, the way that we worship you. Holy Spirit, help us to not quit and forget. 
Keep us on track. Empower us. Help us to forgive ourselves whenever we make mistakes. And thank you for your forgiveness and the clean slate that you give us every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I think it's appropriate now for us to to huddle up. So find some people around you, your family, your friends. Do do the classic thing. Everybody get your hands in. Get a huddle. Let's form some huddles around this room. We're going to have a pep talk before we go. A nice huddle. Make sure the person on the bottom doesn't have too much weight on their hands. You guys ready? All right, guys. It's going to get tough out there. It's going to get tough out in this world. There's going to be people doing things that's going to be really hard to love them, but we've got to love them, right? Yeah. Right? We've got to love them, right? Yeah. And with our finances, we're going to be tempted to just keep it all for us because we want to buy nice things, right? We're going to be intentional. We're going to be responsible. We're going to be good stewards of that. We, you can do it. I believe in you. You can do this. And with church and with your faith basics, hold so close to Jesus in the cross. Never look beyond the cross. Keep your eyes set on it, okay? We can do this. We're at the tail end. We're in the home stretch. You got this, all right? On three. One, two, three. Woo! Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.